0: Welcome to the Parrot Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra, and in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about what a big responsibility getting a parrot actually is. I have a lot of people that reach out to me with so many different questions and care tips for their parrots and what their needs are and things like that and I try to help out everybody as much as possible but I really just want to put some emphasis on getting a parrot as a pet is really a significant responsibility And it requires some careful consideration and preparation. Before you bring a parrot into your home or consider adding it to your family, it's really essential to do your research so that you can ensure that you're well-informed about their needs, their behaviors, their diet, proper care requirements, and so on. Because these birds are very social and very intelligent. And if you don't do the proper research or you don't really know what you're getting yourself into, then it can have a negative impact on your relationship with your bird. And it can also have a negative impact on your owner experience of a parrot. So just make sure if you're thinking about getting a parrot or you know someone who's thinking about getting a parrot, make sure you do your research and really understand their specific needs because I've said it before and I'll say it again, having a parrot is nothing like having a dog. They're like totally opposites. A dog is loyal and wants to make you happy where a parrot expects you to be loyal and make them happy. So the rules are a little bit reversed and it just takes some research and time and effort to really understand what a parrot's specific needs are, especially because they really require that mental and physical stimulation to thrive They're very social animals that need regular interaction, companionship, and mental enrichment. I talk about enrichment and foraging a lot as well because it's important and it's their natural instincts. It's in their nature to do those things. And we want to keep them mentally and physically stimulated so that we're keeping them happy, you know, entirely mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all that kind of stuff. Without the proper attention and stimulation that parrots need or the healthy diet that they need, they can become bored and frustrated and develop all sorts of different behavioral problems such as feather plucking, excessive vocalization, aggression, biting, And the list goes on. And that's when pet owners really struggle. And it's probably one of the reasons that parrots are rehomed so frequently. It's because people don't really know what they're getting themselves into. So researching is really going to help potential parrot owners understand the proper care and diet and all that kind of stuff that parrots need. And parrots do have very specific dietary needs. And a lot of people tend to not understand their needs and feed them a high sugar diet or a high fat diet or an unbalanced diet or an inappropriate diet and share too many of their own human foods like coffee or toast and cereals and things like that, that can lead to malnutrition, obesity, or other health issues. It is really essential to provide a nutritious diet that's gonna include fruits and veggies and some high quality nuggets like the ones from Harrison's. I actually recently found out that they are not pellets, they are nuggets. And I'm going to do a whole episode dedicated to that. I'm so excited about that. And also occasional treats. And treats are going to include seeds and nuts, but also fruits, because fruits should be fed in moderation. And the majority of their diet should consist of vegetables, sprouts, legumes, a few healthy grains, and things like that. Adding on to that, you also need to understand the potential hazards of certain foods such as toxic substances or choking hazards to keep your parrot safe. So, I have a whole safe food list that you can download for free on our website. So you can head over to poodlesandparrots.com/store and you'll find that there. I also have an ebook dedicated to parrot nutrition and it's a nice little guide of how to feed your bird How to make chop, what you should do, shouldn't do, even like inspecting your bird's poop. That's also important because you can catch stuff really early if you're paying attention to their poop and if you know what healthy poop looks like versus unhealthy poop. But that's enough about poop. (laughs) Um furthermore researching the different parrot species is also important to find a suitable match for your lifestyle and your living situation. Parrot species can vary in size, temperament, noise level, activity levels, and so on. Some species may require more space, more time, or attention than others. Understanding the specific needs and characteristics of the specific parrot that you want to get is going to make sure that you can provide them with the right environment and meet all of their needs for social interaction, mental stimulation, diet, exercise, and so on. Because when the bird's needs are not met, we then start to see behavioral issues. Then what happens is humans tend to get frustrated and they just kind of shut down because they don't know what to do or they start doing research. And if you're doing research, then that's great because you want to be a great parent and research is where it starts so that you can really understand your bird. But sometimes people just disconnect and then the bird is even more alone and scared and more behavioral issues come from it. So it's just really important to make sure that if you're getting a bird or thinking about getting a bird or you just decided on this idea because you've been seeing really cute videos or reels or what have you, then really just make sure you think twice about it and you know what you're getting yourself into and that you have everything available To give your bird the best life that you can, meaning you've got the space for them, you've got the time for them, you've got the finances for it, so paying for their food and their cages and new toys and all that kind of stuff because it does add up. Moreover, failing to research and select a reputable source for obtaining a parrot so a good breeder can result in dealing with unregistered breeders, unethical breeders, and even scammers. So on top of all that research, if you decide that you're like, yes, I'm getting a parrot and this is the parrot that I'm getting, then great. But then you have to make sure that you find a responsible breeder that is going to prioritize their birds' well-being, health, and ensure proper socialization and care from an early age. And if they're going to give you the bird already weaned, then that is probably a good sign because I also often see how many people get... Birds that aren't weaned from breeders. And we experienced this with mango. But at the time, I had no idea. And now I'm very well versed in it. So you live and you learn. But this is also why I started this podcast and the YouTube channel so that I could share all of this stuff with you guys and so that you can be more prepared or more aware, informed than I was when I was first starting out as a parent or a bird mama. Unethical breeders prioritize profit over the well-being of the birds that leads to health problems, genetic issues. Scammers will also misrepresent the species, the age, the health of the parrot, and this can result in a devastating experience for the owner and a potentially unhealthy bird. So let's just try and put a stop to that and make sure that you really understand the breeder and whether their business is registered, look them up. I've got a whole YouTube video on tips of how to find a good breeder and what to look out for. And neglecting to do the necessary research before you get a parrot can lead to a lot of stress for you and the bird. Parrots are highly sensitive and can easily become stressed or anxious when their needs are not met. Stress can also weaken the immune system, making them more susceptible to illness and disease, but it can also lead to behavioral issues, as I mentioned earlier. And that is something that a lot of people then complain about or seek out bird behaviorists because they don't really understand what's going on. So by conducting really thorough research, you can educate yourself Remember that responsible ownership begins with ensuring that the bird you bring home is healthy, well-socialized, weaned, and comes from a trusted source that prioritizes the bird's welfare and provides the necessary support and education to ensure that there is a successful and fulfilling pet ownership relationship. Now, if you can't find a reputable breeder, or you don't even know where to start, or it's difficult in your area, you could also consider adopting from a reputable, rescue or avian specific shelters. This can be a really compassionate choice and give birds that need a second chance at a loving home to come home with you. Now I'll also talk a little bit about baby birds and weaning baby birds because when people get a bird from a breeder and they're babies and they're not weaned, that's when I get a lot of DMs. And I do have a video on this, so I do suggest checking that out. But let's talk a little bit about feeding baby birds formula because this can be a complex and delicate process and it requires experienced knowledge and careful attention to detail. Some reasons why it can be challenging for inexperienced bird owners is that baby birds have specific nutritional requirements that must be met for their healthy growth and development. There are specific baby bird formulas that are designed for hand feeding and are formulated to mimic the nutritional content of the parent bird's crop milk or regurgitated food. So it is crucial for us to provide the correct balance of these nutrients, including proteins, fats, vitamins, and minerals in the appropriate portions. And an inexperienced owner may struggle to achieve that right balance leading to nutritional deficiencies or imbalances, and that can affect the bird's health. The other thing is temperature control. Baby birds are also dependent on external heat sources to maintain their body temperature since as babies they have a lot of pins and they don't have their full feathers or their full plumage. Additionally to that, the formula also has to be prepared and fed at the correct temperature to ensure the bird's comfort and proper digestion. And inexperienced owners might find it a challenge to consistently maintain that right temperature, and that could potentially cause discomfort or digestive issues for the bird. Then there's also a feeding technique. Hand feeding requires a specific technique to ensure that the bird receives the formula safely and does not choke or have some kind of issues with it. And you also don't wanna overfill their crop. So it involves using an appropriate syringe or feeding utensil to deliver small amounts of the formula at a controlled pace, allowing the bird to swallow and digest properly. An inexperienced owner may struggle with the technique and that can lead to accidents or feeding related issues. Then there's also time and frequency. Baby birds require frequent and regular feedings throughout the day with intervals depending on their age and species. So this means committing to a demanding feeding schedule including early mornings. An inexperienced owner may find it difficult to maintain this feeding routine especially if they got a bird and they're running out to work or to school every day and you have a baby that needs feeding. And then once the bird has grown up and they're ready to wean or they're at that age or that phase, you also need to understand that weaning a bird can be challenging as well. The process of transitioning a bird from liquid to solid foods, it requires patience, persistence, and a gradual introduction of the appropriate fruits, vegetables, grains, legumes, good quality pellets, or nuggets. And yeah. When it comes to weaning, you also need to remember that each bird is unique and may have some different preferences, habits, and timelines for weaning. Some birds may accept solid foods very quickly and transition smoothly, while others may be more resistant or reluctant to change their diet, and an inexperienced owner may struggle to understand their bird's individual needs and find it a challenge to navigate that weaning process and get them to start eating whole foods or fresh foods and a healthy diet. Then there's also behavioral and emotional factors. Birds may develop strong attachments to their formula or their feeding routine, making it more difficult for them to accept new foods. They may even exhibit behavioral resistance, such as refusing to eat or displaying aggressive behavior towards unfamiliar foods. Weaning requires careful attention to the bird's emotional well-being and the gradual introduction of new foods to prevent stress and negative associations. This is why it's so important to find a really good breeder who knows what they're doing, has been doing this for a really long time. They feed their birds a healthy diet. We found our breeder in Poland through Facebook groups. Join Facebook groups in your area, in your city, or even in your country, and just ask around. And usually people will give you referrals and recommendations for really good breeders so that you don't have to go through this process yourself. I somehow just did a really great job with mango. I have to say that pat myself on the back, but it's not always that way for everybody. And so that's why I just wanted to do a podcast on this to share this information with you guys and to help you understand why getting a baby bird that's not weaned is going to be exponentially more um, time consuming and difficult in the beginning than a bird that's already weaned. Um, the weaning process is very gradual and it does require consistency and persistence, and it involves offering a variety of different healthy foods in different shape, ways, and forms. And I have a video on how to get your bird to eat veggies. I think there's like 16 or 17 different ways to introduce veggies and healthy foods for your bird. So check that out. But it also involves making sure that your bird is exploring and experimenting with these different textures and tastes and the ways that they're trying it whether it's cooked or if it's fresh or if it's chopped really finely or if it's chopped into chunks and an inexperienced owner may become discouraged or give up too soon if your bird shows resistance which can lead to a prolonged weaning process or the diet remains unbalanced, or then they just end up eating the foods that the owner thinks that they like, which is going to be seeds. And an all-seed diet is going to just cause behavioral and health issues down the line if it's not fixed. If you are in that type of situation, then what you should do is reach out to an avian vet and you can always book an online vet if you don't have one in your city or in your area or you live somewhere really remote. I know when we lived in Thailand on this small island island there was no avian vet there. We'd always have to go into the city, but there's always the option of doing an online consult with an avian vet and that's through Vetster. And I'm gonna leave the link in the description. And they're really great because you can book an online vet anytime, anywhere, avian or for other pets as well. Or you might want to book a consultation with a bird professional or behaviorist who has experience and can guide you through the process through a video call or even some do in home consultations. I also frequently get asked how much formula someone should be feeding, how frequently, what time, what type of formula, and all these kinds of questions. And I have to tell you that I cannot tell you that because I don't know your bird specific needs, their age, the formula they're on and all that stuff. I'm also not an experienced breeder. I'm not an avian vet. And that's why I recommend that you visit an avian vet or consult with one online or do a consultation whether through video or in home with a bird professional or behaviorist because they can actually then show you and give you the advice that you're looking for. And I don't want to give you the wrong information. A lot of people also ask about weaning. And so I do have that YouTube video on different ways, how to get your bird to eat veggies. I've also turned it into a blog if you prefer reading. And I do have an ebook on parrot nutrition and it's a nice little guide and meal plan guide for your bird. So I also recommend checking that out and I have a ton of free resources on our website poodlesandparrots.com but I will share a tidbit. When Mango was weaning and I was introducing veggies to him, I was just introducing them in different ways, different forms, different textures And one thing that our birds really liked was sweet potato cooked and then mashed. But you want to make sure that it's cooled down and you're not serving it hot. And if you make a little chop of veggies, you can wrap it wrap it. We'll mix it in with that sweet potato and then it coats everything. You could also try ground brown flax seeds and sprinkle that on top because it gives it a nice nutty taste. You could also try egg yolk. After the egg is cooked, you can remove the egg yolk and mash it up. Just add a little bit of water and it'll create a paste. You can also make a veggie chop and put that egg yolk mixture because it'll coat everything and that might make them eat more. So those are just a few little tips, but what really worked for us is just offering a variety in so many different ways, shapes, and forms to figure out what their favorites were, what they didn't like, what they were eating a lot of or a little of, how they liked it, and so on and so forth. And eventually your bird will learn to eat veggies, which should be the majority of their diet and they're going to be healthy and happy. So I guess in summary, parrots require a lot of time, attention, care, and research, research, research. Whether you're getting a baby bird, that's going to require a lot more research because you need to learn about the baby phase, feeding formula, and weaning and all that kind of stuff. But you also need to understand your parrots' needs once They're not babies anymore, and that's going to mean what kind of cage size do they need, how much social interaction do they need, mental stimulation, physical stimulation, games, behavioral issues, understanding their sounds and their cues and signals with their body language, their diet and nutrition, and this is huge and there's just so many things involved your lifestyle and their lifestyle your do your personalities click do you have the time to spend with your bird and all these kinds of things need to be really carefully considered before getting a parrot. I will say that I do think that it's worth it, but for me, parrots are just the ideal companion. They're crazy and loud and funny, and I think that I'm the same way. Well, I definitely am crazy, loud, and outgoing, extremely extroverted, and I kind of secretly enjoy when they're making noise because I don't like when things are too quiet. So, that's just me, but that might not be for everybody. Some people get really annoyed when they're allowed and it can be very distracting and things like that. So it's really going to depend on you, your personality, your lifestyle, your home and your individual situation with work and school and finances and all of these different things. Um, but bringing a parrot into your home and into your heart is honestly, one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And I love parrots. And on May 31st was World Parrot Day. So I also want to say happy World Parrot Day to all the parrots out there sending you all my love. So that's it for today, my parrot pals. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that it was informative for you. Thanks for tuning in to the parrot podcast by poodlesandparrots.com. I'm your host, Sandra, and I look forward to our next episode.